joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello and welcome to Blissful Living. I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous, and I am your host. And today I have a guest that's going to talk to us about a, a very fascinating way that we can actually stress less um, from this very old and ancient technique or tool that has been utilized for many years. My guest today is Jessica Morocco, and Jessica is going to talk to us about meditation and how meditation can benefit us with regards to not only reducing our stress or eliminating stress, but other areas in our life that it may be very helpful to us. So without uh, going on and on and on, I would like to take this time and welcome Jessica to the show. Welcome, Jessica. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Rochelle? I'm doing really good. Thank you. I, uh, you know, I'm a certified meditation specialist and truly have found that meditation has been extremely beneficial to me in all aspects of my life, particularly because I'm a fire type of person and yes. uh, meditation is very cooling to my fire. Helps me to just keep <laughs> things in perspective. So with regards to your expertise in this, um, just tell the audience a little bit about your work. Okay, sure. Um, currently, I am a psychic, intuitive medium, past life regressionist, Akashic record reader, and also published author of uh, children's stories, as well as uh, my newest book um, called The Seer, which is it can be purchased through Balboa Press and Hay House. And uh, that's mostly geared for, you know, older children or teenagers to adults. Um, a lot of this derived from my meditation practices. And um, I think a lot of creativity, a lot of different things opened up my life, took a complete turn for the better. <laughs> so you always hear it for the worse, but it's, it was always, it completely changed for the better. And, uh, I opened up a lot of different things in my life that I never imagined could be possible. Right. Aside from, you know, stress relief, which is primarily why people do it. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like I said, um, I love meditation and how I got into it was I needed to take a continuing education class for, uh, the renewal of my nursing license, which is something we have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw this, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. Let me, you know, because I had just started, well, let me rephrase it. I've been meditating for a long time, but just really not knowing the mechanics behind it. So I took this class, got the continuing education units, but then the class offered certification, and I really, really liked it and resonated with it. And so I went, and went on to get the certification. But for the listeners, I want them to understand that it's not some woo-woo type of thing that we used to see in mm-hmm. the 70s where people are – you know, levitating and all that stuff doesn't have to be that intense. You really can incorporate it into your life very simply. And so Jessica is going to educate us on just that. Um, when did you begin meditating as a personal practice? I, I 
started delving into meditation, it was, it was, you know, sort of at a crossroad in my life, probably about three, four years ago. And um, I felt like I was overwhelmed with stress. You know, I have a, a son and, you know, doing the suburban, uh, you know, running back and forth lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, trying to work, trying to raise a child, trying to, you know, achieve and be in that um, kind of competitive world that we live in, dealing with traffic. All of these elements that just contributed to some um, issues with my health that started to come in with, uh, you know, some stomach problems and, you know, um, acid reflux and, you know, some really unhealthy things. Uh-huh. And um, not knowing what to do, I knew I had to do something. I knew I had to do some kind of spiritual change, shift, or and also my physical well-being, which uh, brought me to um, a holistic center, which is called um, uh, Circles of Wisdom in Andover, Massachusetts. And I walked in and I said, uh, you know, I like to what's going on right now you have any classes or anything and uh, they said there was a meditation class so I took the class uh-huh. and uh, from then I hadn't stopped <laughs> it just it, it transformed my life and helped me to you know do something with that stressful energy right and uh, you know shifted out of you know my reality and learning to focus on other things and then working through my challenges that I had through meditation. Um, I don't, you know, we can get into that further, but um, so and anyhow, that that's when I started. It was probably about three or four years ago, and it was a little long-winded, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that, that's good. So, um, you know, it was, it was a class that sparked your interest. So let's, let's get into some stuff that um, I know the listeners really are clamoring at the bit to hear and they could really care less about how we got into meditation and you know all that stuff um i like to give that information because what i like to let people know is we're just normal people we're not Mm -hmm. you know ascendant masters or anything like that at least i'm not and i'm just a normal person just trying to do the best i can every day with what i've got you know what's been given to me and meditation is one of those things that helps me to stay focused and so with regards to meditation, um, can you tell us what? First of all, can you explain? It's, can you explain to the listeners exactly what it is um, that occurs during a meditative? You know, well, let me go back. Explain to the listeners really what meditation is. Um. <clears throat> My interpretation of what meditation is, and there may be very varying interpretations, mm-hmm. you know, according to how a person perceives it. Um, I know that the uh, the Eastern world has been uh, kind enough to share this practice with us. I think automatically and innately we all know how to do it, and it's it's really just sitting there in a point of quieting your mind, your your inner soul, and um, for some people they want to empty all of that out and have like a void of thought, you know, just sort of clearing your mind completely. Right. Um, For me, I think meditation is also a good way, I mean, that point of quietness is also a good way to hear your inner voice. And your inner voice is the part that that connects you to, you know, the God source energy, the the higher realms, um, and also to your higher self. Right. And um, by hearing, you know, it's like a higher wisdom. It always, you know, I feel that, and I think many other people believe all the answers are already within us. We already know the answers. 
And But we have many questions, and we're looking around on the outside world to find all of these questions on the outside. And instead, we discover that we, we knew them all along. And meditation is sort of that open doorway that helps us to kind of connect in. And you're sitting there, and, and it's quiet, or you can have some beautiful meditation music with you. Right. And while you're doing that, it's so beautiful. All of a sudden, you're thinking about something, and you're like, oh, maybe I should do this or approach that problem this way. Right. And before you know it, you're in there. It's a beautiful place you're problem solving or resolving some things. Okay, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So hold up, Jessica, because we're, we're, we're actually getting into what meditation brings to us when we do it. But mm-hmm. let's go back and really explain wh- how how does one meditate. Okay. Um and usually, also, also okay. now think about it, um, because I want the listeners to grasp this information, and and so that they can know, so that they know they can incorporate this into their life without making you know huge changes. So, um, how does one meditate? And and first of all, I also want to let the audience know it doesn't. You don't need to spend hours doing it. Okay, so no. just listen to how Jessica explains how do you meditate, how you can start your own meditative practice. Okay, so how does one meditate? Yeah. The first thing to do is to find a place that you have a controlled atmosphere. It's quiet. That could easily be a remote place near the water, near the ocean, Mm -hmm. or in the woods, or in your home. And a place where you can sit down comfortably. I highly recommend having your legs crossed, but I do understand that some people... um, have leg problems or knee problems and so forth, and so a chair is adequate that's comfortable to sit in. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, just sitting there in an upright position, not necessarily laying down, because I think then there's a tendency to fall asleep. Right. You want, want to be in that upright position and quietly seated away from phones, TVs, everything else, and maybe listening to some gentle yoga or um, meditation music, which is usually no lyrics, um, only sounds and tones, maybe mm-hmm. crystal bowls or metal bowls or, um, you know, just uh, the, the sounds of of water, of waves, something that's very natural sounding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So you can necessarily you you you're getting yourself connected to the earth and the sounds of the earth and um or just some other kinds of tones that kind of brings you in a state of forgetting what's around you because now your eyes are closed right and tuning everything out as much as you can or just allowing things to just go through your mind it's okay let them go through like a wave and then suddenly it will start settling in and you can do this starting off maybe 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. or uh, five minutes. And, and, and if you have a problem with that, um, skip a few days here and there and use it or, you know, designated times. Some people have their break at work. Right. And they can maybe go out, sit in their car, listen to some music or somewhere with some headphones, go for a brief walk, go find a place to sit down for a moment clear your mind, help you get through the, through the day. 
Right. Um, and it's just a gradual process. It doesn't have to be hours. Some people do get into hours because it's very transforming. But, so, so for the average person, um, you know, that has limited time or limited access to a quiet space or whatever the case may be, basically what you're saying is, you know, meditation can be pretty much whatever you want it to be as long as you're in a quiet spot where you're not going to be disturbed for mm-hmm. your 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute or whatever you choose to, you know, however long you choose to meditate. Yes. You can meditate with 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 or without music playing in the background, preferably music that has no lyrics. So something mm-hmm. that's soft, soothing, kind of like music you would hear probably in a spa or natural sounds like the river running, the ocean, the raindrops, the, the natural sounds of the forest. Or you can just sit quietly. So And then, so you find a spot, you get yourself situated, sitting quietly. Then you can either close your eyes. Do you recommend closing your eyes when you meditate? I, I think that's the key, is really closing your eyes and looking within yourself. So then, so find a quiet spot where you won't be disturbed, get comfortable, close your eyes, you know, and you can listen to the music or whatever you have playing in the background that's soothing or not, and you can have it quiet. And then, basically, do you have, do you, do you, is there a way for a person, because, you know, if you're sitting there quietly, you know, your mind starts to wander, is, do you, do you suggest people use something to help keep them focused, focus, like maybe saying a mantra or, you know, um, focusing on their breathing or how they're feeling or something like that? Um, they could use a mantra. I don't necessarily teach that. I know that some people are very good at, at um, teaching and are knowledgeable about mantras. Uh-huh. Um, you could use a mantra. You could just um, – I allow, and I know this is not conventional, but I allow the stream of consciousness to go because it needs to go somewhere. Right. The, the thought of, all right, I'm upset about something at work, and – something happened and I don't like that and that and then I allow that and then all of a sudden as the music's going on you're releasing it taking in your deep breath exhaling and then releasing and then asking the universe to help you find your solutions and then the stream of consciousness starts to change in a different way you okay. gotta take control of it you're taking allowing the thought the mind to do what it's doing naturally that way you're not fighting against the flow Right. So, listeners out there, I want you to pick up on what she's saying. It really is a simplex thing. You can do anywhere, anytime, um, as long as, you know, you, you can find a spot where you're going to be, quiet, you know, able to be quiet for a little bit, settle down, and not be dis- uh, disturbed. Um, very simple. And what it does is it allows you to really relax and 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 reset the mind, so to speak. I know I sometimes tell people to take like five minutes just to go recharge yourself. And there's a lot of things that I tell people that they can Mm -hmm. do with regard to that. But even a five-minute meditative session where you, even if you're at work and you can't get outside or, you know, say you work in New York City and you work on the 100th floor or whatever, it's not real easy to take that elevator ride downstairs and go for a walk. By the time you get downstairs, five minutes is up. So I say if you can't, get to a spot and you're working and you can't get privacy, 
go to the bathroom and mm-hmm. go sit in the bathroom stall. You won't be disturbed, right? Because you're in the stall. And you can take five minutes, sit there quietly, recharge. No one has to know what you're doing. You know, you don't necessarily have to be using the restroom. Um, but it's a way for you to escape and reset and recharge yourself. It, it has, you know, tremendous benefits on how you can do that. And so Jessica's saying it's not it's not difficult to do. You just got to do it. So is there, um, I know you teach it. I know you teach meditation. And mm-hmm. um, and I know it helps, I know you've seen it help a lot of people on, on very, very, various tracks of their lives. Yes. Can you tell yes. me what is the one thing that people say that is the most difficult thing for them when they begin a meditative practice? What's the most difficult thing for them to overcome when they begin a meditative practice? Um, I think they they feel it feels a little awkward at first um, because that they they don't know what they're supposed to be thinking. Right. And um, I know that, like I said, meditation is usually associated with you know the Eastern world, which has, has introduced this wonderfully introduced this practice to us, and I. Um, I know that some um, forms of belief that they um, encourage people to clear your mind. And so a lot of people have told me, I can't meditate, I can't clear my mind. And it's interesting because they don't know a whole lot about meditation, but they, their, their interpretation of meditation is, is having no thoughts at all. Right. And when, when they get past that and say it's okay to think, it's okay to have ideas and the streams of consciousness just coming through and, and you're thinking about your grocery bill and you're thinking about um, what the traffic's going to be like or how the weather's going to be uh, for, you know, the, the, the baseball game that's going to happen the, the, the two days from now. You know what I mean? All these things running through your mind. And, and <clears throat> that's the part where they feel like they have to harness. And I tell them, no, just take a few moments. And before you know, they start to enjoy it. But I also, people that really, really have struggles who are very, very analytical and want to control everything, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, we're taught that in society to be in control at all times. And, um, you know, you have to make sure you're in control of driving and control of what's going on at work and, and what's control of what's going on in your family. So you want to, you incorporate, a lot of people incorporate that, incorporate that into their personal life as well as thinking about meditation. They want to control. They want to drive the ship. So I tell them to just relax listen to some music that will help you to pull away from a little bit of the control and uh-huh. allowing the music to kind of take you. It, it will, will take you down another road that so, you weren't so, anticipating. So what you're saying is that, like, the for you, or for what you hear with, you know, people that you introduce meditation to, the couple issues that they have is they think they're, they're not supposed to have any thought, one, mm-hmm. and then they think they're supposed to be to- in total control instead of going with the flow. And yes. and so that they have difficulty. I know I've heard um, people tell me that if they go longer than five minutes or whatever, say they do a fifteen minute session, they get so relaxed that they fall asleep. Right. Do you do you have people that have problems with that? Um, I I feel that people tend to fall asleep primarily when they lay down and try to meditate, and and um, you know. It, it turns into less meditation, more sleeping. Right. Uh, when when you're not in the sitting in the upright position, and that does make a difference. 
So sitting, so sitting in the upright position does help. Now I do know that there are people that have sat up in the upright position and have also nodded off. And so mm-hmm. um, for me, what I do is I tell them that's okay because it's new. And what happens is at that point, your your mind gets so relaxed, those theta waves are just really, really going. You're in such a deep, relaxative state that for your body, when it gets to the state, the natural thing for it to do is to just you know, just go with the flow, basically to release and just fall asleep. However, when you continue to practice meditation, you will get to that point where you're so relaxed and you won't fall asleep. You'll be just in that very, I want to say etheric state where Mm -hmm. you're just so relaxed. It's almost like you're in this deep sleep, but you're not. You're not sleeping. And that's when you know you've transcended you know, you're 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 going from the beginner meditate meditator to you know another level. So it's it's interesting, um, you know, the various things that people experience, and and I know you see it too. Can you tell me how? What is your style? What is your style that you teach people with regards to meditation? Because I know there's you know, a lot I, of different ones out there. You know, so what is your what is your favorite style that you like to teach or in, um, invite people to to try? Well, when they're doing it at home, um, you know, I encourage them to, uh, there's, in, in addition to just quieting your mind, um, there are also some um, different types of meditation CDs that assist people in clearing their chakras. Uh, so we're talking about journeying now, and um, this is something that I sort of stumbled on, and what happens is, is because I'm an intuitive or a seer, um, I I, I found that as I was doing meditations with a group, mm-hmm. that I started to see a path. And each time, it's amazing. I've done multiple, multiple meditation journeys, and I would see this path, and I would describe the path to people, and bring them into these interesting spaces. And they would, you know, when we come back, we'd have, you know, our drink of water. Uh, some people would fall asleep, and they'd leave the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, some people go on their own path, even though they were still hearing me in the background. But, and then, but they would still give me some feedback of what this experience was, and it, it was quite interesting. Some of the feedback that I got from people is that they enjoyed it tremendously, and some people come consistently to my class just to go so, through these journeys. So, so what is the style that you teach, or what is the um, yeah? It's a guided meditation journey. Uh-huh. Okay, so guided meditation journey as a style. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you had people? And okay, let me backtrack. You mentioned chakras, and I and I like to um, educate my audience because I know what it is, you know what it is, and there may be people listening that know what it is, but there may be people listening that don't know what chakras are. Can you tell us or tell the audience what? Chakra. What is meant when you say by chakra? Because that might be, a, you know, like I said, a new term for someone, and I want them to be fully enveloped in our conversation here. So, okay, sure. You know, I bet there's some people that probably can describe this better than I can. <laughs> but, uh, it's, you know, what I mean, it's, it's really it's uh, something that's mentioned in yoga and and some of the Eastern religions. Talk about chakras, which are our energy points in our body, and they're not physical points, but they're um, spiritual, energetic points. Um, that spin um, at certain meridians or certain points within the body and starting above the head and then kind of what they call the third eye. If, if anyone's ever heard about the third eye, there's one like in the, right in the middle of your forehead and then uh-huh. you have a, a throat chakra 
chakra. These are all, you know, primary energy points that, that assist. And they all have meaning. They all have color associated with them. Uh-huh. And um, so when all of these chakra points are there, like, you know, people have described them as like a spinning disc or, you know, um, the energy, when it's opened up, it flows perfectly. And then when all, all of the chakras are opened, um, you know, it creates this beautiful connection, energetic connection from the bo- bottom of the, the root chakra, uh, which is the base of your torso, and all the way up, out through your head, and this beautiful pillar of light that comes up, and um, also that's uh, coming out of the, the uh, crown chakra. And so, um, you know, how, how many chakras are there? Let's just because we're since we're getting a little bit, I just want you know the audience to be completely in tune. So, can you tell them how many chakras there are and what they are? Okay, well, there's the um, crown chakra, which is in the top of the head, so that's the first chakra. And um, they say when all the all the the energy points connect, it creates like a lotus flower. It opens up. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the third eye, which is in the, in the forehead. Uh, this this is the part that open, people, you know, when they open that up, they become a little bit more intuitive and psychic. Um, there's the throat chakra, which is uh, literally at the throat area. And, and when you, you know, if you have problems speaking your truth or whatever, that kind of gets tied up a little bit there. And, you know, that's an area that usually has to open up. Mm-hmm. And then there's the heart chakra and an area where it's very sensitive for a lot of people there's you know love relationships family everything that you know even your heart connected to the universe you know um that's within the the heart area and then mm-hmm. there's uh there's a sacred heart area around that area which mm-hmm. is a, a, i don't know if we would count that directly but um there's a sacred heart part which is above the heart chakra mm-hmm. and then there's a solar plex which uh, usually people have a lot of tension in that space. It's kind of like uh, around the rib cage area. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> then there's the sacral chakra. And finally, the sacral chakra is like around the um, the sexual organs area, the recreative uh-huh. energy that comes out of that. And uh, then there's the root chakra, which keeps us grounded to the earth. And... So, so there's about seven chakra areas that I mentioned. Now, the other people, you know, say that we have chakras, you know, on our, our palms of our hands, right. the bottom of our feet, and the knees. And so there's this, this secondary or, you know, other um, subcategory chakra points. Um, I'm not a full expert in all of these areas, but I do know that when, um, you know, some of these primary areas are blocked, you, you can really see a difference in your life. Um, or when they open up, people can see a significant uh, change in their life as well. Okay, so so audience, there we just gave you a brief introduction or explanation about the chakras. There are seven chakras. They are, called, they are um, energy centers that we have in our body. And within each of the chakras, responsible for various areas that we have to deal with in life. Um, You know, there's the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakra that Jessica mentioned. And the reason why I wanted you guys to know this, because she mentioned it when she was talking, 
with regards to the different styles of meditation. And in some meditative practices, the focus on the meditation is to open up the chakras where you might have a blockage in that energy center. And when you open it up and release it or ask for a clearing of that center, then um, you get a release of that blockage and, you're, and it might help you with the challenge, the challenge that you might be experiencing at that time with a certain aspect of your life when you release that. So that's why I wanted her to talk about that because she mentioned it when we talked about the different, when we talked about her style that she teaches her clients with regards to meditation. So now, how can meditation help a person in their daily life when it comes to, you know, mind, body, and soul connection? And Yeah. Yeah, well, you know as well as I do, Rochelle, that if a person is is bringing their, their blood pressure down, it, you know, everyone's going to have challenges on their daily life. I don't care if you're in an office, so you're dealing with children at home, or, you know, you have something going on. Even if you're just stepping out the door and getting in a car nowadays, many people are encountering, you know, heavy traffic and you know, roadblocks and different things that, that obstruct you going to a doctor's office, you're waiting right. in line. All sorts of things happen uh-huh. that can raise our blood pressure. And so um, by by incorporating this practice, that's where you're really feeling that that, that you're feeling that the, the stresses and, and tolls of just having to deal with daily life, you're going to minimize your health problems. Ultimately, you're, you, I'm not saying that you'll be perfect. I mean, you have to change, you know, diet and all these other um, aspects of wellness have to be incorporated as well. But uh, meditation on a daily basis, even if it's five minutes, if that's all you can do is five minutes, will be a form of, of wellness. It will change your, your quality of life. You'll feel a place where you can release the stress. And that will ultimately resolve in less, you know, medical and health problems and um, just a better quality of life and a more clarity in your mind. So you can focus on the things that are more creative and more enjoyable and enjoy your family more, enjoy your friends more, and uh, just enjoy life altogether. So I think that's a great benefit for just a little time out of your day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. No. I think um, Jessica hit a home run with that with regards to, you know, when you meditate, it is one one point in time in your moments, many moments of the day, that you really can truly connect your mind, body, and spirit in just a very short time and really have tremendous benefits from it uh, as well that manifest in your life. And one of the things that she mentioned was, you know, the decrease of blood pressure. And so I would like to move into the benefits of meditation for, you know, your health and wellness. Um, We already mentioned when you meditate or people that meditate tend to have a lower blood pressure and lower heart rate. And Mm -hmm. as you know, everyone, stress is the precursor to elevated blood pressure and you know, heart rate and and issues, other issues that manifest from that. So, Jessica, can you tell the audience with regards to meditation, what are some of the benefits that they could see that they'll experience? Not only the clarity and more focus and recharge and revitalize what we talked about, really a resetting of 
of themselves at that moment. But what are some of the other benefits that a person who might be wanting to cross over the bridge, so to speak, and begin a meditation practice? What are some of the things that they will be able to see manifest in their life as far as benefits with regards to their health and wellness? Um, well, interesting because you said manifested. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Sorry, you know, that's how I, I mean, you, me and you know that's how we talk, but yeah. Right. No, no, it, 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 it's fantastic because that's exactly what you're doing. You are manifesting your life. As soon as you are focusing in, now you clear the, the, the problems of the day and you have some issues and, and whatever that's going on, and then you start saying, you know what, um, <clears throat> You know, I want to. I want to be healthier. I, I want to make a change in some area, and you start to manifest that way. Mm-hmm. So you start seeing something better for than what you had, or or something that you thought you couldn't attain, and and you incorporate that. Now, how does that work with health? Um, you go to the doctor, and they say you have a cholesterol issue, or you mm-hmm. have um, high blood pressure, which we just covered, um, or even something more serious. Anytime you're taking that moment to relax, you're doing two things. One is, like I said, you're, you're slowing your blood pressure down. You're, you're, you're um, you know, breathing deeper, which they say is we're replenishing our body with oxygen. The deeper the breath, the more oxygen you're getting into your system, which definitely raises, you know, I think it, it assists your immune system and some other things that, that I don't know about. I'm not a medical doctor, but I do know that it, it does increase um, better wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, the other part is that you are seeing yourself, you can take that energy now and see yourself well, healed. You can work, you can take that time during meditation and now this is something that, that I learned when I took Qigong, is is taking the energy um, that you have in your body and, and, and moving it to the areas where you need to be well. And in Qigong, you take your hand and you, or you collect that Qi ball, and, and the Qi ball is, is an energy ball mm-hmm. that we all have. And uh, you take that and put that energy into the area that needs to get healed. So it could be, you know, maybe you have something wrong with your liver, maybe you have an injured knee, um, maybe you have a headache. And mm-hmm. you just take that energy in your mind and you create wellness. You send this beautiful healing wellness and maybe the beautiful ball of golden light and put it over your head and allow it to start doing the work. And a lot of a lot okay, so of our illnesses come from our emotions and our, I, you know. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And I don't want to get off on another subject um, with regards to Qigong. I really want to, you know, really extrapolate the benefits. Because what I want people to do is to really begin to open up to the possibility that meditation can be beneficial to them. And mm-hmm. um and Jessica, you know, told you know, told you guys a, a lot of things that it can also, you know, help you with. You know, you have an increased, um, you have an increased clarity. You have you're able to focus. Um, it really allows you to release the stuff out of your mind. You get, you get divine insight that comes into you during a meditative you know, session, say you have a question or issue that you want to, you know, work through when you're meditating, you'll get the divine answer from 
from you know uh being in a meditative state because it allows you to open up and free and free things even though you have all these thoughts thoughts come in come and go come and go come and go um it allows you to open up and in the context of your meditation you will get some divine information some information disseminated upon you from the divine as far as health and wellness benefits you know lower blood pressure lower cholesterol lower incidences of um stress-related illnesses. Um, also, if you have problems with anger or anger management issues or irritability or depression or lethargy or melancholy, tremendously beneficial to those areas. Now, I'm not saying that you neglect going to see your professional physician, mm-hmm. right, right, and just start meditating. And that's not what I'm saying. But in conjunction with seeing your physician, ask your physician if they think meditation would be good for you. Um, because it's just going to allow you to connect with, you know, with yourself. Uh, meditation can also help with re- regulation of blood sugar. So, you know, those with diabetes and those without diabetes can help keep your blood sugar regulated as well. Of course, you know, there's more to that with diabetics, but um, it can be a form to help you just to be more relaxed. Um, opens up a tremendous amount of opportunity for your body to receive oxygen that is needed for cellular activity and energy, as well as Mm -hmm. to release uh, toxicity that you may find, you know, from the carbon dioxide and all that. So basically, meditation has a a lot of of healthy benefits for your mind, body, and spirit. And we, we just both highly recommend that. Just start. Just take that action step today and just start. Even if you do it for a minute, just sitting there quietly for a minute, Check it out. Try it on. Try on that new shoe, so to speak, and see how it feels. Now, Jessica, can you tell us, aside from personal meditation practices, um, Mm -hmm. how group meditation can be even more powerful? Because sometimes, you know, people, it's like exercise. Right. Sometimes people need that group support, so they go do classes like Zumba and, you know, jazzercise and things because they like to be surrounded by a group. And then that that works really good for them. It helps them to keep focused. And then there are other other people that just like to do stuff by themselves, which we just kind of focused on right, you know, in the beginning of the show with just doing a self-meditative practice. But you also do this for groups. So can you you tell us how group meditation um, may be even more powerful for, you know, people? Sure. Um, you know, anytime you're in a group and, and it's a, a, a wonderful group of people, they're supportive of each other. Every person recognizes that, you know, what it was like when they first started. And so if someone comes in that's new and hasn't done it before, uh, you have, you know, this, the supportive group of people that are there to offer and assist and give advice. Um, the way I operate, you know, I'm, I'm very, I want to say a little bit more on the easygoing side and I, I don't, um, I'm not, uh, you know, compl- I allow other members in the group to assist and help others because uh-huh. I think we're a community, you know, and even though I am the one that's administrating the whole process, um, I still feel that the, each one of us carries wisdom and knowledge. And so we incorporate a, uh, an atmosphere where it's very welcoming and very, very kind. And so people will sit down. Now, they've never done any meditation. I've had people come off the street and just say, you know, oh, I saw that, you know, you're having a class. You have never done this before. Is this going to be hard? So just join us and just sit down and take it in. And there's, there's questions and answers. We'll go through a meditation, and then there's questions and answers, and uh, everybody's supporting each other. Now, how does it become very powerful? 
you're talking about a collective group of maybe, you know, say there's about 10 people or so in the group. Yeah. And as the 10 people in the group are all focused in on this journey. Now imagine that this journey is to send some kind of healing to the oceans or you know, do something for the earth. That power and that energy of within the whole group is is so magnificent. And even if it's just, you know, for some people say, oh, well, you know, how do you know that works? Well, to us it doesn't really matter because we're sending our love and our energy anyhow. It has to go somewhere, so it goes somewhere we feel that we all want an agreement and want to send it to. But what it does for the group is amazing how each person transforms in such a beautiful way and uh, feels very different from the when they they feel feel less like an individual, more like a unified group, uh-huh. and feel like they're doing something positive. And any time you feel like you're doing something positive, you begin to like yourself more. You begin to like others more. You begin your heart opens up more. So there's many many ways that this whole thing transforms. And before you know it, you have um, <clears throat> a group of people that enjoy spent you know being around each other, right. and they go off, and then their home life starts to change and the people that they're around. And even if those people don't come to the group, other people are still getting affected by it because it's it's just a very positive experience. So it's almost like, you know, when you see the birds flying in formation and the one in the front is the you know, the leader and, you know, get they get tired or so to speak, and then someone from the back will take the front row or however it works within the you know, the the bird world. I've seen it all mm-hmm. the time, and I'm probably not explaining it correctly, but I know that the way <laughs> air dom- dynamically set up, they basically help each other. You know, so as one rises, they all rise together. As one yes. flows, they all flow in synchronicity. And so when you were describing how, you know, meditating in a group, that's what I, my vision of it was, is, you know, if one is successful, or having successes, it is felt throughout the group. And even though they may not be able to articulate it at the end of the meditative session, when they go out into their own world again, they have that energy with them and it transcends and they can actually pass on that energy of that really beautiful, positive energy to those that they come in contact with and not even know that as they're, as they were being lifted up, you know, they're lifting up others along the way. And I think that's, like, really beautiful because it's like this domino effect. You know, a little bit, little bit, little bit, maybe just a little bit of that goodness can really eventually we can start making a real good change in the world. So I I like how, um, you know, the group process with the meditation can be extremely powerful in many, many, many ways for everyone in the group. And also um, each person can have their own powerful experience. So, right, right. so now, why journey um, as to pose? Because I know you talk about the way your style of meditation that you teach or the style of meditation that you work with is is the journey style. So why would you say, why would you choose that as opposed to, you know, the quiet meditation or the emptying, emptying of the mind from that all that internal chatter? Why would you choose the journey aspect over the others? Um, well, I think it sort of evolved that way. Uh, it, it started off that, you know, you know, have music, and uh, one of my teachers um, 
you know, she used a process where she used to do some guided uh, imagery, and then other times that she would just use music um, or clearing chakras. Uh, and um, I kind of learned that process through her, mm-hmm. but it sort of took a different spin when I started doing it myself. When um, I, I got to see the, the experiences of other people, where they would come and you know maybe we just play a little music and they'd be quiet, and then we'd talk a little bit afterwards, and and I'd get feedback, and feedback was you know crucial in the whole process. Right. And and when I started doing the journeys, I realized that I you know maybe there was a purpose in this because I was seeing the journey and I have not done a single journey the same way. Oh. Every time I go in there and, and do a journey for people, it's down a different path. It looks different. They, you know, they're, they have a diff- completely different experience, whatever that group needs at that time. And um, why does it work? I, I don't know, but I know that people get something from it that they wouldn't get Otherwise, it's it's almost like it's a group message. It's a group, um, uh, you know, journey together. Right. Into some space that's very etheric. Maybe you know has has no logical location, space or time, but yet for that moment they're able to transform. And um, this is peaking people's creativity. Yeah. It's doing something where people are branching off and doing things that they wouldn't traditionally do. Right. Or, or typically do, I should say. So um, I think it, it's very experimental. Um, like I said, I haven't done a single one the same way. Maybe if I recorded them, I don't know what that would do. But uh, so, so far it's been, it's, I go there and it, it's similar to my writing. I write sentence at a time. My journey is... I see it, and and what's really really fascinating, Rochelle. I'll have two or three people from the group say, "I was there before you got there." Oh. And I would, you know, describe a place, and and maybe one or two of them will tell me that they saw that first, before I even mentioned it. So um, I'm not quite sure if if wow. we're all listening to the same source, or I'm picking up. What's, what where they're going, right. and then you're going from there, and it's, it's really you know, you know, the chicken or the egg. I'm not sure, right? Who, what where and and actually to me it doesn't matter because they're 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 getting these want these really good experiences, and I've never heard of a bad experience in the process, other than maybe they had to deal with something that had to be healed, or they felt that they needed to you know deal with some kind of karma or something like that at the time, but nothing directly harmful. It's always something very positive. So um, basically, the journey uh, meditative experience really does take people on a journey, and the journey is different each time, correct? Even mm-hmm. even though you may think you're leading them down the cer- same beautiful journal- journal- journalistic path, it really isn't because as you travel down this path during the meditative process, things change and the path can go to the right, to the left, straight, a little to the east, you know, whatever it may be. But it's a different experience each time, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Oh, wow. That's neat. And I know people like that. So, you know, if someone has a class that they're going to and they're like, oh, my gosh, it's a class. We're going to do, for instance, Zoom, but we're going to do the same routine. Once I get the routine down, I have it you know, I can flow with the instructor or go up in the front with the instructor. In a journey meditative um, 
class, the journey is always different. And, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it really nice. But it's also current for whatever they're going through at the time. Oh, that's that's the icing on the cake right there. So you guys, right. you see, even though you may do a meditation, whatever form you may ch- begin to choose, you know, you choose to begin with, if you choose the journey meditative style, then just know that each time you sit down for your 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minute hour session to meditate, just know that each time you do that, your journey is going to be different and it's going to be um, it's going to be related to what you're experiencing at that time and moment in your life. And yes. so that's, that's beautiful because you are going to get clarity uh, from, the, from the experience, just taking the time to just nurture yourself. And that's what I call nurturing yourself. It's, you know, the blissful living is all about really taking good care of ourselves in all aspects of our life. And this is a beautiful way, beautiful way to do that. Uh, for yourself and not take a lot of time and have tremendous benefits from it. Um, so now, what happens? Let me see. What if a person? So if a person say you're leading a meditation and mm-hmm. you're they're going down this beautiful journey and one person goes off. You know, you always have, you know, like in kids in a classroom, you always have one that wants to straggle behind or we're all going to the right <laughs> to the left, you know how that goes, <laughs> or if even if someone falls asleep while you're guiding them, do they benefit from this experience? I believe they do, and it's what's really interesting is at first I was like, n- I was never offended, because you know what, the, the way I'm looking at it is these people are coming here from work, all sorts of things happen during the day, they need to release this energy, sometimes it's so overwhelming that when they do finally get to sit down, they they fall asleep. Um, and I tell, I, at first I was like, well, I don't know if they're getting anything, but they would tell me each time that they feel lighter, that they feel good. So I think that instead of the conscious mind working with it, it was their subconscious mind that may not have followed it to a T, but it took them to a place where they could release whatever stress that was and then help them come back. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a little different than just individually, like doing an individual meditation and falling asleep. With the journeys, um, I'm feeling like they're getting the message, but it's going into their subconscious mind, and then it's just releasing whatever they needed to release. So it's 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 really specialized and specific to what they need at that particular time. Yes. And it doesn't matter if they fall asleep while you're guiding them. It's probably something that they needed to do at that particular time to absorb and release, correct? Correct. And and also people sometimes will go off in a different path. And they'll say, I went up to this place here when we were doing the journey, and then I went off on my own journey. And oh. I said, that's wonderful. Oh, Because they needed to go to and they needed to, you know, Take a left at Albuquerque, you know. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I I like that. It's, so, you guys, what we're saying is, out of all of this information that you're getting today, with regards to meditation, which is very dear to me, um, you're going to the experience of the meditation is going to be your own. You're not going to experience it like anyone else whether you do it by yourself or in a group. It does not have to be complex. 
can take five minutes, it can take an hour, but it doesn't have to be complex. You just need a place to be quiet, where you won't be disturbed, where you can tap into yourself and let the divine work through you. And um, it's your unique, specific place to be, your unique, specific journey at that moment in time in your life. And so with regards to what Jessica is saying, it can it can just, you know, it can be so beautiful for you. Um, but what you really need to do is to start and just take that first moment and, and begin, take that decisive action and start a meditative practice. Now, um, you know, we had all this information about the Mayan calendar and mm-hmm. you know, with it in the world was ending on first 2012 log boom doom all these fear-based programs which i knew um me personally intuitively was a bunch of hooey um i just you know i just didn't believe into that and i don't live in a fear i don't live, come from fear-based so can you tell us how you believe that meditation is a powerful way to help shift us into the new energy of 2013 well, I think the new energy of 2013 is a higher consciousness energy. And, and this is this is an awareness that we are all one. We are all connected. We are there's nothing not one single person that is separated. Um and every single person has a place um in in the universal whole. And so as we're all connecting in through meditation, we're just Recognizing who we are, we're doing, you know, we're, we're, we're raising up our consciousness and things will flow much easier for the individual. Each and every person, we have a, a divine right. We have our own free will. We have all these different areas in our life that are, um, you know, that are given to us as a gift to, and, and experience life. Um, in, in the earthly realm as we do. Mm-hmm. But what's to shift it is the consciousness rate, the energy, the vibrational energy that's shifting on the earth is at a higher rate, um, which is forcing us to make some changes, and that is raising our consciousness and recognizing and connecting to that universal energy um, or the God source energy. There's a lot of different ways to describe it. Mm-hmm. But by doing that, we will lift ourselves from the calamity and the tragedy and all the stuff that, you know, some people were, who are fear-based <clears throat> are, are concerned that this is where we were headed. As a matter of fact, we've, we've already been through a lot of horrible things on the earth, and just the wars and, 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 you know, even some natural disasters. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for us to say, you know what, we've left it. Here we are. It's 2012. Going into 2013, we still exist. We're still here. We're eternal beings, anyhow. Our soul is eternal. So let's lift up and, and release the fear from our lives and allow ourselves to be in that universal consciousness. Allow ourselves to connect in through meditation, lifting uh, the spirit of, of fear and worry and um, living and experiencing life as we were intended to do in the first place. I like that. That's very nice. And and because we, you know, have this new realm, this new year, 2013, it's new, it's it's 
there's no expectations because we've gone yeah. through the, you know, fear, gloom, and doom of the ending of the world and, oh, you know, that all <laughs> December 21st, 2012, you know, we have this new beginning, so to speak, this this uh, baggage lifted off our shoulders that's been put on for the, I want to say the last four years, they've really been focusing on it, you know. Um, we have this new baggage and we're finally free to shift and connect. You know, there was something I read today that really ties this all together, and I want to tie it um, up for you guys as we close the show out today, but... There's an exercise that is done, and I can't remember the person that do it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna incorporate this. It's it's kind of cool. So you take four people, five people, six people, whatever. You tie them up with a rope, so to speak, and then and then you observe. The people are supposed to observe what happens, and every time someone moves, it affects someone else that's tied to that rope. Mm. And so what I thought was beautiful about that is with our consciousness, every time we take a step in the positive realm we affect someone else. You know, someone comes at you, you open the door for them, they thank you, then they go about their day and they may open the door for someone else and that person thanks them or you smile at someone, they smile back at you, then you both go off your separate ways, you may smile at someone else or someone may smile at you. You know, it's like whatever we do, whether we're conscious of it or not, we affect someone else in our life. And right. so what better way than to tap into the divine consciousness that we have this new beginning um, other than what better way to do that than to start a meditative practice and know that when you're doing this meditation practice, you're doing something good for yourself and you're doing something good for the consciousness of the world. You're going, you're going to do something good for humanity because you're going to be better. You're going to be a better person. You're going to feel better. You're going to do better. You're going to be better. And you're going to have more time focus, and you're going to perform better. And so it has this domino effect. And so with regards to that, um, I would like to just say thank you, Jessica, for coming on the show today and being a guest and talking to us about meditation, the benefits, how we can start it, what it is, what journey meditation is, telling us a little bit about the chakras and how they tie into meditation and really making it a unique experience for everyone and letting them know that it does not have to be a difficult thing to do um, to have tremendous benefits um, for them in their lives. So I want to thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be with us and speak with us today. If people want to get more of you, how can they do that? If they want to get in touch with you, can you tell them how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Um, you can. They can contact me at www.readings, R-E-A-D-I-N-G-S, by B Y A R E L that's spelled A R A E L dot com. So it's readings by Ariel dot com. And thank you so much, Rochelle. It's been a pleasure. Um I enjoyed so much doing this interview with you and I appreciate um you allowing me to speak on your program. Oh it was a pleasure to have you and I thank you for sharing your gifts with us. Um okay you guys so again you can connect with Jessica um by going to you know www.readingsbyariel.com um i will have the link on the site as well so you can if you you know you're driving or something you can't get that down just go to the site and uh you will be able to click on the link and connect with Jessica and before i go i just want to let you guys know that um we're going to i'm going to be hosting a retreat and it's an exclusive luxury retreat called the blissful living retreat it's going to be happening at the Silverado Resort and Spa in Napa, California. It is limited uh, to 25 people because it is a very exclusive luxury re retreat. 
going to be lots of goodies. So if you've ever been to Napa, you know what Napa is filled with, and all of the ambiance and essence of Napa will be happening in at, in and at this retreat. It's happening March 7th through the 9th. You can find out more information about it by going to uh, www.theblissful-livingretreat.com. That will be a link posted on the site as well. Again, that's www.theblissful-livingretreat.com. And with that, I would like to thank Jessica again for sharing her wonderful gift with us about meditation. I would like to thank all of you for taking time out of your day to listen. I hope it has been very informative to you and that you will it's the spark that's going to ignite you to start a meditative practice for 2013 and see how wonderful things manifest in your life with not just your life, but your health and wellness as well. Um, I am Rochelle Lawson, the queen of feeling fabulous. You have been listening to Blissful Living. And as always, I would like to wish you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Have a wonderful day. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.